Well, when you have rice, you cannot stick your chopstick into the rice because that would be unlucky because it resembles the shape of a tomb. The lazy Susan is what they call that spinning table. Oh, didn't know that. Kind of a funny name, actually. This is Elia. And this is Zachary. And we are probably, probably Not, not legit. legit. That was right on cue. Yeah, there you go. Another day, another mini episode. Well, we went to a friend of yours last weekend for a dinner, kind of like a dinner party. So today we thought we would talk about some of the differences between uh, Western, or I guess American, and Chinese habits or customs when it comes to like a dinner party or eating in general, I think. Exactly. Zachary mentioned about we went out to our friend's house last weekend. And it was interesting because at the party, there were one foreigner, that's Zachary, and then a couple Chinese. And we were mainly using Chinese to communicate on the dinner table. I remember I asked a question like, how did you feel when you heard us talking in Chinese? Was that all just noise to you? I like to listen, even though I don't understand. I don't want to call it noise because it's not noise. I mean, it's a language you're communicating. And gestures and facial expressions are also another kind of language that can communicate what someone might be saying. Because I don't remember I have the similar experience as you did. So I wouldn't know what would it be like for you to sit at a table with people speaking a different language. So I was quite curious about that. Well, I mean, Big Three is entertaining just on his own. Yeah, that's really funny, right? Big Three doesn't speak English, but then he's trying to <laughs> use the body gestures to make Zachary drink. <laughs> Do you remember Zhou? Zhou, Zhou, yeah. That Zhou is drink, right? It basically means go, oh. but then it's like, let's start the round. Yeah, because it was always like like he kept saying it anytime he wanted to drink, which was fairly often. So after we talked about how Zachary felt at the party, uh, I was thinking it's time for us to get into the topic. So what are the differences when it comes to eating customs? W which one do you want to start first, yours or mine? Uh, I guess we can start from the Chinese side. Then I have the right to ask you questions. Sure. <laughs> Well, first of all, let's talk about the picking of the location when it comes to get together. Okay. It's the same in Western Chinese, it seems to me, because we were invited to a dinner party at their house, right? From the American side, that would be like the common thing. Like someone would invite you to their house for a dinner party. Okay. And that's because I have a pretty close relationship with my friend. But if you guys are not very close... I feel like restaurants would be a good location because you save the trouble of preparing food and then you don't risk have to cleaning up your place after the gathering. Well, yeah, I mean, that's a general thing in terms of you're not going to have people in your home that you're not that close with. Exactly. Exactly. You, you don't have experience of going to someone who you don't really know very well, right? Uh, I've never had that experience, no. Okay. All right, so for location, when Zachary and I went out with his friends or like former co-workers, they would always choose a bar. 
Yeah, a bar or a restaurant bar. No, I've never been to other people's houses. It's just the amount of work involved. Like when I went to Nate's place for Christmas, it's something that he likes to do as like a tradition. And I think a part of that is because he has a kid, so he wants his kid to have like a a traditional kind of holiday. Where you invite people and you make food and you know you have everyone over and you have drinks and you make drinks and you serve drinks and that's the main thing, really. Okay, so after we talked about location, it's fairly similar between two cultures: close friends at home, and not so close friends at restaurants or bars. But would they go to a bar after the restaurant, or they just drink at the restaurant? They just drink at the restaurant, and then they don't really go to bar. They think it's too noisy or. You know, like for a group gathering, but I'm just purely speaking about the experience in Beijing. The situation is completely different in Xinjiang. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. All right. Second one probably is、uh, the main、uh, topic. That is the food. Well, I mean, in terms of the amount of food, it's pretty similar because it's always common. Well, I wouldn't say always, but the the norm is to have a lot of food. I、yeah. mean, you you want to have different options and different dishes and so on. So it was that was the case at your friend's house, and the same when I went to my American friend's、uh, house before for dinner. He had a whole bunch of different dishes. What kind of dishes? Well, I mean, obviously that's that's going to be very different because it's a Chinese cuisine made by a Chinese person. So, I mean, the the dishes were great. Honestly, what did you have? There was like a、uh, the the main kind of thing was this fish kind of stew that was a little bit spicy with some noodles. That was really good. That was great. And then a bunch of a bunch of side dishes that were also really good. Yeah, usually in the Chinese family gathering, when it comes to food, people pay. A lot of attention to basically have all kinds of food like meats and vegetable and everything. So you're very likely to see a meat dish accompanied with like seafood dish with vegetable dish, and usually there's either spicy or my mouth is watering when I'm talking about this. <laughs> all right, maybe Zachary can take over because I need to wipe up my saliva. Yeah, they had this、uh, shrimp. So personally, I'm not a fan of it because normally, when I had shrimp before, like in the U.S., they take the the skin is already removed. But this one, you have to. It's a lot of hard work to to remove the skin. Yeah. And then your hands get all kind of dirty with、yeah. the the sauce and stuff. But I'm having trouble remembering like all the different side dishes. I remember there was like a a fried broccoli. Mm, yeah, and then fried cauliflower, and some like cold dishes like cucumber bread, rice cake and stuff. Yeah, and I think that this is actually an interesting thing within Chinese cuisine that you don't really have as much in the U.S. Like in the U.S., you have these like "quote unquote" salads, like different kinds of salads. But in terms of what is referred to here as a cold dish, it might be. Not it's not just going to be a salad, like you, there might be like cold dish with noodles even, yeah,、uh, something and even a little bit like could be spicy or has like a, a savory taste to it. 
Uh, so that's something that actually some of the cold dishes are, I find really tasty. That's something we don't have so much, or I've maybe, maybe it's done, but I just haven't, I've, I've seen articles in New York times about like cold soups and stuff, but I never had it before coming to China, just like salads or like egg salad or like deviled eggs or just, you know, a basic lettuce salad and so on. Cold dishes here are very different. And then the idea of the cold dish does not mean it's not cooked. All the food must be cooked, like go through uh, hot water. Even for the cauliflowers and broccolis, it has to be boiled first. And then you put it aside so it cools down naturally. Then you make your own special sauce for it. Yeah, yeah. But that's really good. <laughs> All right, going back to my experience of dining with expats here. I guess you know that you guys know what the foods are: pizza, <laughs> hamburgers, um, some like Mexican food. Uh, what else? Yeah, Indian food, Thai food. I feel like oh, Vietnamese food. Usually, when you dine with expats who lives in China, they go for the exotic route. They wanted to try the foods from like all over the world, but I feel like they have a they have a special. Uh, inclination towards South Asian food. I mean, because the thing is, if you're talking about someone making it themselves at their house, if they're going to be ordering out, that might be the tendency. The only times I've honestly gone to expats' houses here for a meal is for an occasion like Thanksgiving or Christmas, and both of those times it was very. I would, what I would call like kind of Western food. Like for Thanksgiving, obviously you had turkey and stuffing and mashed potatoes. I don't remember if you went at John's the Thanksgiving. I don't, I don't think so. But yeah, and then my other friend, he's all into these um, kind of like medieval style recipes. Uh, so like for example, bread using a recipe from like the 15th century kind of thing. So that's pretty Western still. But also some mix. His wife is Chinese, so some like maybe kind of Chinese food that she would prepare. But obviously, if it's a cookout, then hamburgers are going to be on the menu. <laughs> There you go. And last but not least, I also wanted to talk about some like table manners that is quite different between the Western and Chinese eating customs. Maybe I can start with the Chinese ones, and you can add to something you observed or something you encountered. Well, when you have rice, you cannot stick your chopstick into the rice because that would be unlucky because it resembles the shape of a tomb. Usually, you can't really sneeze loudly on the table. And you can't eat with a bowl in your hand, like up in the air. And you can't bury your face into the food. <laughs> well, there there are a dozen, but I think these are the most common ones. And usually, if you want like a dish that is far away from you, I mean, traditionally we have a, like a round table that can spin. You can spin it to your side. Yeah, the lazy Susan is what they call that spinning table. Oh, didn't know that. Kind of a funny name, actually. But I didn't even know the thing about the rice and the ch the, ch the chopsticks and the rice resembling a tomb. It makes sense though. Um, there, there's a lot of these, not a lot, but certain superstitions that you you find regarding like death, um, like the number four sounds like that. So we don't have number like fourth floor in this building. Yeah, there's it no. It just goes to fifth. And a lot of buildings also they just don't have fourteenth or thirteenth. <laughs> 
So you go right, you go, you know, from 12 to 15, which is interesting. So it takes care of the the unlucky 13 and unlucky 14. <laughs> um, but in terms of the table manners, what, the one thing that I observed that I found very different that actually gave me the idea for, like for this was the fact that after everyone had finished eating, the plates weren't removed. Like the food was, the food was still left there. And for me, that was kind of, I'm in my mind, I'm like thinking, you know, we should remove the food because everyone's done eating. We had been eating for a while and just, you know, we're going to play some games and, but the food was left there. And I think the idea, you can let me know, but I feel like in my mind, people were still kind of eating like a little bit, like off and on. So it's, it, it is like a, ma- like a manner thing, I guess, to, you know, give people the opportunity to keep eating as the drinking continues, <laughs> as opposed to, in my experience, um, either the food is placed on a table to the side, like buffet style. So it's like out of the way. Um, or if you're sitting around the dinner table, you would remove the food and then continue with like drinking or playing the games. Yeah, on that, empty plates will definitely be removed. But if there is food on the plates, they don't normally remove that because like uh, when you drink alcohol, you like to pair it with like peanuts and stuff. Uh, Some dishes, especially the cold ones, are really good for pairing with the alcohol. So that's one reason people leave it. But I also agree with you that some people are still eating. And maybe some people, not everyone can come on time. Some people come very late, so they can also have some of the food later. I think it's kind of rude if you just clean up the table after eating. Yeah, I mean, I remember growing up, like, during, um, like, for Thanksgiving, for example, the food would never be placed on the table. It would be placed on a countertop near the table, And then you could go, you would get up and get the food, you know, whenever you wanted more, you just go up and you get more. I feel like that's a big difference between the two perspectives on it. Yeah. All right, dear listeners, if you want to know more about these cultural differences, feel free to message us on the page. And that'll be all for today. Bye. Bye. Well, that will be all for today's mini podcast. We hope you enjoyed our discussion about the comparison between Chinese and Western uh, dinner parties. Uh, If you're interested, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. Follow us on Instagram, probably not legit podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye.